Great. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. My name is Faith Salter, and I am an alcoholic. Nice to see you all. Almost New Year's. Happy almost 2021. Yay. <laughs> I want to thank Bridget for asking me to be with her tonight. Uh, Bridget's an old friend of mine and uh, haven't seen each other for a little bit. It's really nice to see you here and be with you. And I want to thank um, Brooke and Amy, my friends Brooke and Amy, for coming to support me. Um, thanks so much. And I want to welcome our newcomers to Alcoholics Anonymous, whether you identified or not. Um, the ones that identified that I that I got were Amy and Caesar and Mike and Marcella. Welcome. Welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous. And, and I hope there's something that I say that is useful or helpful to you. Um, I don't think that's it. So my, um, my sobriety date is April 16th of 2011. That is not my first sobriety date. My first sobriety date was actually Thanksgiving of 1996. And um, in, uh, in the fall of 1996, I decided, uh, now Al-Anon is my first, it's my 12-step program of origin. And I was introduced to Al-Anon in 1988 when my then husband, now ex, oh, let me turn on the timer. Good grief. There we go. I do not want to go over. Um, my, uh, my then ex-husband uh, went into treatment at a place that no longer ex exists, Chick Shadel Hospital, 10-day Te uh, treatment and a couple of three-day follow-ups and a uh, $80,000 big book. Fantastic program. <laughs> did not, he did not take to it, actually. But um, while he was in that original 10 days, um, which was the only part of it he ever did, actually. Um, I was introduced to the program of Al-Anon. And in 1996, I moved to Burbank from Orange County. And uh, what I knew, what I knew from my eight years in Al-Anon. Now, I had just in my eighth year, just before I relocated to Burbank, I had just done my fourth step in that program. I do not recommend waiting that long. <laughs> But that's what happened. And uh, I, um, what I knew was um, when I moved to Burbank, I was just like sort of a fish out of water. Everything seemed very weird to me. I was really lonely. And I knew that there were far more men in this fellowship than the one that I was going to. And so I called central office and uh, I didn't tell them I need, I didn't tell them that I was an alcoholic because I didn't know I was an alcoholic. And uh, uh, I told them I needed to go to an AA meeting and they sent me to an AA meeting. Now, the motivation for the AA meeting was um, I did have a problem. And the problem that I recognized was that I needed a date. And uh, that started me on my path in Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, I went to that meeting and the woman who was speaking there uh, happened to share the same career as I did. There must have been something that she said that caught my attention um, because I started calling her and talking to her. Now, unless, you know, if I hadn't gone to Alcoholics Anonymous for the wrong reason, 
I would have never gotten there. Um, my pattern with drinking was this. Um, I'm not a daily drinker. I was never a daily drinker. I was a weekend party girl. And I was introduced to alcohol when I was about 19. And um, my world changed at the first party I went to where they had, I had had sips of my boyfriend's beer when I was like in high school or something like little sips and I didn't really like the taste or anything. But when I went to one of these parties that uh, they had punch, who knows what was in there, not beer. Oh, maybe beer too, who knows? Anyway, whatever it was, it worked for me. And, uh, and that was my, my love affair with alcohol began. I thought it was just amazing and I just love to party. Now, what I know now that I actually couldn't have told you in my entire first sobriety was why I'm an alcoholic. Um, I, uh, I started identifying, sitting in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, I could identify with the experiences that you had and I could identify with the feelings that you had. And that's really important. I mean, it is, that's, that's kind of how I sort of channeled in and, and, uh, I, but honestly, I was, my drinking was so sporadic that I was really on the fence for a long time about like whether I actually had this or not. Um, and part of, part of my decision, honestly, was I had two very young children. My sons were two and almost four. And um, clearly my, my husband was not doing well. And I thought, well, you know what, at least I could give this a shot, you know, and um, if it doesn't, you know, doesn't work out, I can always, you know, I can always go back to that. But um, possibly my, my sons might learn a different way of living. And uh, it seemed to me that sobriety was easy. And, you know, in a way it was because I had, like I said, I had all these long periods of, of sobriety between drinks. First it was, first it was like Monday the fr to Friday, right? And then I drink. Um, but over time, those periods actually got longer and longer. But what I can tell you that I never knew until this sobriety, which is April 16th of 2011, um, and because I finally know what's in this big book, because I didn't know that either in my entire first sobriety, never read it. Why would I? But I mean, you would have had to put a gun to my head to make me go to a big book study. I just was not interested. You know, I had I had no discipline. I had no manners. I didn't know any AA etiquette. Um, I really, um, I really, really missed the whole point of what this is. I came in completely wrapped up in myself. And I just heard an expression about that. It was people all wrapped up in themselves or small packages. And that was me. And I just, you know, I, I did some version of the steps and I approached them like a checkoff list and never to be revisited, you know? And um, because I heard so many people talking about their amazing life in Alcoholics Anonymous and how wonderful things were, I started, like my sobriety, so what I had, and I can only tell you this in retrospect, what I had was sobriety and not recovery. And I didn't know that. And um, I started to get really pissed off hearing people talk about how amazing their lives were. And I would sit there going, well, 
when is it my turn? Um, I do remember my first sponsor saying that alcoholics are the only people on the planet that get a gift, like the gift of sobriety. We get a gift and then we want, we want to get a prize for getting a gift. And, you, you know, in a sense, that's where I was, but I was just so tuned out to what the program was. I was so, I was so out of touch with the fact that this was a daily reprieve. I had surgery in 2007. I went home with this delightful little bottle of analgesics and I never got off them for the next four years. And I'm a nurse and you cannot tell me anything. I mean, I knew that this hard thing rattling around this little bottle was not a drink. And I thought I was fine. You know, I thought it was fine. I thought I hadn't, you know, broken the third tradition. I felt like I was still an, a good, um, an AA member in good standing actually. And I ran with that for the next four years. And so when I finally, finally, finally was able to get honest because I couldn't look, you know, by then I had a home group that actually had a foundation in the big book. And I was getting familiar with the big book because we had a big book study and we had a step study and we had tradition studies and we, we didn't have sharing meetings. Um, and so I started to get acquainted with the information in the big book after I had already lost my sobriety. And I could no longer look people in the eye. I was, you know, I, I had a really, I was just having a really, really hard time in AA. So with the change of my sobriety date, what happened is I talked to someone, I told them my secret because that, that had been a secret. I wasn't telling anyone what I was doing. And with the release of that secret, um, my life changed. And my grand sponsor, who I was actually terrified of, uh, became my sponsor. And I knew I would not mess with her. I knew I would not lie to her. And we went through the big book and I learned the information in the big book. I, I know that, you know, when I ingest alcohol, there is something that goes off in me. Like it's like turning on a light switch and I will not stop. I will not stop drinking un until I reach some version of unconsciousness. I just want out. And that had always been my pattern. I always black out. If I drink as much as I want to drink, um, and who knows what that is really, but you know, if I drink as freely, <laughs> then I, I am in a blackout. And um, I'll wrap it up with this. I had no idea what a daily reprieve meant. I didn't really even know what maintenance of my spiritual condition meant, but I looked up reprieve and reprieve means, that's my timer. So reprieve is, one of the definitions is a temporary stay of execution of a condemned person. And in Alcoholics Anonymous, I, it is the best thing that ever happened to me twice. I now, I now have a, a higher power, I have a daily practice. And if as long as I keep doing what's in here and get in service and hang out with all of you guys, I have a shot of being happy, joyous and free. And that's what I have found. My first sobriety was nothing like this. I laugh all the time and usually it's at me. Thank you so much for letting me share. All right, thanks everyone.